is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. That all changes starting right here and right now.
don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go. Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He's at the helm and he's behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023, and you are listening to episode three, 632. I think I have it wrong in the title here. I meant to change it, but we are on episode 600, oh, excuse me, 631. We'll be doing a reading out of Job 31 and the reveals are rising rapidly. Right, and then for our daily disclaimer, please be advised that I am not a doctor, health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer, and I don't possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Journal Assembly in good lawful standing, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. And additionally, I have no affiliation with any cults like the Freemasons, status correctors like AVR, David Crooked, Straight and Company, or other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and yes, that 501c3 Tactical Civics or any other organizations outside the Michigan model. Additionally, I'm not a party to any of the treasonous reprobates who are struggling to destroy the National Assembly, and I do not endorse or advocate for violence, and please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you all go. I had to shorten that up a little bit because I feel like, my gosh, this is I'm getting too long-winded with this daily disclaimer, so I had to condense it a little bit more. <laughs> so anyway, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everybody's having a good Good morning so far. Hopefully I got a 5.5 five and the sound clarity is all right. I was having some issues, it seemed like, on a podcast uh, earlier in the week. So hopefully it sounds good and it doesn't sound like I'm in a trash can. All right. Got some 5.5s five up on the screen here in the chat. Thank you, Rietta. Thank you, Nancy. I appreciate all of that. So I also want to express my heartfelt gratitude uh, for all of you being here today on this podcast. And as we move forward, it's really important to note that 
uh, roughly approximately 72% of anybody who listens to this podcast might not even be subscribed to this channel. So I kindly request that if you find any value of positivity in this podcast and you take away something good every time you listen to this podcast, um, I ask that maybe you consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with your friends and your families as well as your colleagues because our mission is to share the love and teachings of Jesus first and foremost, and while also addressing significant topics that are related to family and country. So, um, and, and hold on a second, sorry guys. And we also encourage you to engage with us by leaving comments in the designated sections and by connecting with us on various social media platforms, which you can all find at hishardline.com. And if you wish to support our work and contribute to the growth of this podcast, there is an option for making a gift available on that website. Um, and it is through Give, Send, Go. And just so you all know, any gifts that are given, I do have the, because it is through Give, Send, Go. It's a Christian-ran um, organization. I have the giving because there's an option that when you, when you set up, a, what do you call it? When you set up a campaign, you can either give 1%, 2 3% of whatever somebody gives up to 10%. And just so you all know, I have the campaign that I have set up, give 10% back to give, send, go, just FYI. So you all know, but I just want to say thank you for being part of this community and look forward to, you know, your continued support, but more importantly, continue sharing this show. That's the biggest thing. I want more people to share this platform. <clears throat> okay. So yesterday I ended up, uh, or not yesterday, but two days ago, <laughs> two days ago, I went to Bible study, as you all know, on Tuesday. <clears throat> I ended up hitting a deer with my car. That's right. I ended up hitting Bambi. And Bambi wasn't so small. Bambi was a big, huge buck. And I say big, huge buck, meaning it had a big body, but it was only a little four-point scrappy little deer, you know, as far as the antlers go. But, yeah, I destroyed my front end of my car. Um, like I said, coming back from Bible study, it was dark. The deer going into the rut. Yeah, it was really good time. So, of course, it's that time of year. You know, bucks are, you know, becoming stupid because, you know, we're entering in that time, like I said, known as the rut. And that's where all the bucks get hot and heavy for all the does. You know, they, they, they do, you know, they do what bucks like to do and they like to go find some love. And that's what this poor buck was trying to do. He's just trying to find some love, you know, just trying to find some love. And uh, he decides to cross paths with me, you know, with me on the road and smack. I was like, you stupid deer. I literally watched this thing flipped upside down over my car. It was it was simply amazing. But um, I will say, I will say, I am very happy that the deer, uh, I, the way I hit this stupid thing, if I would have hit this thing square on with my bumper, I would have had a more significant, uh, I would have, I would have had more significant damage to the car. And so, like I said, out of nowhere, this thing runs at an angle across the road. It tries to leap. It tries to miss me, but in a failed attempt, I ended up hitting it or it ended up hitting me, landed on part of my hood, rammed my fender in my car, my left headlight is completely <laughs> my headlight is completely shattered and pushed in and destroyed um it's it yeah it, it was completely messed up and like i said had i not reacted the way that i did i slammed on my brakes kind of you know veered a little bit to the right to try to not have a direct impact with this stupid thing 
hit it with the left side of my car. But like I said, had I impacted it directly head on, I would have had to call a tow truck. I would have, my car would have been rendered incapacitated that, at that point because the radiator would have probably leaked all over and I wouldn't have been able to drive it home. And so anyways, um, the car was drivable, you know, thankfully, uh, the car is drivable. Um, just got a busted up headlight and busted up bumper and fender and my hood's pushed over a little bit. So I don't even know if I can even open my hood. I haven't even tried. I'm not even going to attempt it. Uh, so at 1030 this morning, I have a, uh, a, an appointment to go to a body shop to, you know, kind of get an estimate to see what they can do. Um, but I got to say though, after that experience was over, you know, and I got my police report, uh, from the insurance. Now, before I tell you that, I will say this, um, I will say that. Well, no, I'll just say this. So after I got my police report for the insurance purposes, right, I started thanking God, right? I started thanking God. Now, some of you might be wondering, well, Jason, what in the world are you thanking God for? You just destroyed your car with a deer. And if it wasn't obvious enough, I would say it's simply for the fact that, hey, I'm still alive. I'm not injured, right, after that accident. And I was thanking God for the fact that my car was still drivable and not incapacitated where I needed to pay for a tow truck and wait there for, you know, a longer period of time than I already had to, uh, you know, when it came to, you know, waiting for the police. Because I still needed to be up for work at 2 a.m. the next day. And at this point, we're at 830 at night and I still need to drive home. <laughs> so I was thanking God that I hit the deer in such a way that my car did not make the airbags go off, possibly causing injury to my face. Right. And so the only thing that I was not thankful for, here's what I was not thankful for. I was so, oh, I was so irritated. Here's what I was not thankful for. We couldn't find the deer. The deer did not die. I am so mad that that deer did not die because I would have had rights to that deer. So me and the sheriff, we were walking out in the, uh, out in the wood line, 20, 30 yards in with both of our flashlights trying to kick it up. Cause usually after a deer strike, if it doesn't die instantly on the road, it'll hobble inside the, the woods 20, 30 yards and it'll, it'll bed down. Well, so me and the sheriff, we were kind of doing, you know, back and forth patterns trying to kick it up if it, if that was the case couldn't see any blood trail but i left some good blood on my hood and hair it was great but couldn't find the darn thing and we were out there looking for about 15 minutes so if there's one thing that i'm not thankful for i'm not thankful for the fact that that deer did not die because i really wanted that venison because if the thing was still alive the officer would put it out of its misery and then that's when he asked would you like to have the deer uh yeah I'll strap that thing to the hood of my car and take it to a processor. You bet your bottom dollar I will. <laughs> so I was a little irritated with that because I could have put 80 pounds of meat, 70 pounds of meat inside the freezer here. So that didn't happen. So, but anyway, but I got to honestly say though, but through this whole process, I can honestly say that I was not really ticked off like I typically would have been or been out of shape or, you know, I wasn't dwelling on the situation at hand because like I said, I just, I was just trying to remember to be thankful to God. And, you know, I was, you know, happy that God allowed me not to be injured in that whole incident. Like I said, car was still drivable. Yes. It's a little bit of an inconvenience to deal with right now. And now I got to go find a body shop, right? I went to another body shop yesterday on the way home from work called Gerber's glass and collision or collision and glass. And they're like, we can't even get you in till after Thanksgiving to even give you an estimate. I'm like, what? She goes, we can't even get you. In. I'm like, 
and just an estimate you can't get me until thanksgiving or after thanksgiving she goes well if you think that's bad we're not going to be able to start getting any repairs done to your car after that estimate until after new year's i'm like what like new year's i'm like oh forget this and gerber's collision and glass it's a very big you know i don't want to say it's a big chain but they have multiple locations it's like a it's like a you know our equivalent of a bell tire around here you know so they're they're a bigger name so i'm just going to find an independent repair shop and 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 see what what's happening I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, Rietta just asked people having that many accidents. I guess so, because I asked her, I said, has it been increasing lately since the, you know, deer entering into the rut? And, you know, because deer get stupid. If you live out in the country and you you know deer get stupid during the rut and during hunting season, you know, they're very active. They're chasing doe. It's a very active time of year right now. And they're chasing the doe, does. And so she was like, no, this has been going on like so far all year. I was like, People are really having that many accidents. I- I'm guessing the jab. That's my guess. I'm guessing the jab. But uh, at the end of the day, though, I got to say this. At the end of the day, <clears throat> we need to really learn not to focus on things that are not in our control. Because that situation that I had, right, hitting at deer, that was an exterior. Uh, what, 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 what do I want to say? That was an exterior uh, form of resistance, right? Because like I said, I was coming home from Bible study and there was a guy that was telling me at Bible study, he said that he almost hit a deer on the way in, right? And a lot of us were sharing all the things that were going wrong that day. And I said, well, you know why that is, gentlemen? I said, it's because a lot of us are coming here to this Bible study and here to get the word of God out there and discuss the love of God and his word right here in this group. And Satan's trying to (laughs) diminish all of that, you know? But anyway, but what I was going to say, though, is at the end of the day, you know, we really need to learn to not focus on things that are not in our control, right? Meaning when an exterior obstacle gets in our way and when life seems to be going south or when life seems to be going smooth, I should say, you know, it's very vital to our mental well-being to not be caught up and angry with the situation at hand. Sure, I don't have what you would consider a brand new car in this particular case, right? But at the end of the day, whether if it's a new car or old car, you know, I would still have the same mentality right now. I would still be saying, thank you, Lord, for keeping me from an injury or worse yet, from you know, a death from this accident. And I would still be thanking the good Lord for allowing my vehicle to, you know, still be drivable after the incident, right? See, we're going to, we're always going to have exterior resistance in life that will always pop up here and there in life. And some of those exterior resistance might be uh, car accidents like this, right? Hospital visits, right? Or sick children that prevent you from going to work because your spouse, who's a stay-at-home mom, also is sick, right? See, there are many different types of exterior resistance factors. And there is also interior resistance factors that many of us face on a day-to-day basis. Now, you might be thinking, well, Jason, what do you mean by interior resistance? What interior resistance would I be faced with? Well, if you're having a bad day, sometimes people will start to resort to things that take the edge off, like alcohol. That's an interior resistance, right? That's something that if you're feeling some sort of you know, anxiety or worry or stress, that those are interior resistance, and that ends up leading people into trying to take the edge off by alcohol, right? Or if you're in a state that um, sells marijuana legally, then you might light up a joint, take the edge off. Or some people might turn to pornography. Some people might turn to binge eating. Some people might turn into 
you just name, you know, just list the vice right here, insert vice here, right? Those are interior obstacles. And there are many, like I said, there are many interior forms of resistance that can take us off the path of, you know, that God wants us to be on. Now, here's the interesting and profound result of both exterior and interior resistance factors. Now, much like what we have been reading in the book of Job, Job certainly, without a doubt, right, was met with a lot of exterior and interior resistance. And many would argue that, um, would argue and say that this would be Satan and his demons trying to throw obstacles in his way to make him stumble, right? Just like he tries to make us stumble. And that could very well be, and we will never know for sure. But what we do know, what we do know for sure is how we can control our attitude. What are your controllables? Can you, you know, you can control your attitude. Your attitude is determined based on how we react to the situation at hand, right? And always remaining in a state of gratitude. Even after a bad situation occurs, we need to remember that we need to keep in prayer, right? We need to remain in prayer and always have that constant conversation with the Father in heaven, even after a bad circumstance occurs. It goes back to that old saying in life, right? Life is 20% what happens to us and 80% how we react to it. How are you going to react to it? What are your controllables? Well, your attitude is a controllable. You can control your attitude. You can control how you react to a situation, right? And I really believe this to be a very true statement because you ultimately have a choice to react poorly, poorly or positively, no matter what the circumstances may be. And the ultimate question that I always would ask people is, again, what can you control? See, ultimately, we need to remember God's in control of everything, right? But we're, there are certain factors in our own life that we can control. There are certain things in our own environment we can control. Our actions, our words, our thoughts, our reactions, right? And we could choose to either dwell on the bad things or focus on the positive things, right? If you dwell on the bad things, you're going to drive yourself insane. It's funny, my wife was having a conversation with my mom yesterday, and so my wife told her, and she's listening in right now, but my wife told her that, you know, I hit a deer, and my wife and my and my mom was asking her, is he is he like is he mad? <laughs> like he must be really pissed right now. And Katie's like, "No, no, he's he's pretty calm about it." You know, like I you know, I didn't get worked up. I was like, yeah, you know, hit a deer. That's Michigan for you. Crap. That sucks. I said, I'm a little pissed. I didn't get the deer meat, but overall, you know, it's just another day in life, you know, because I remember driving home after that. And I said, God, thank you. I said, you know, I said, if this is an act of Satan trying to bring me down, it's not going to work. I said, I'm going to keep glorifying you because it's still a great day. Got my family. I have a house. I still have another car that's working. Thankfully, this car is still drivable. I don't care. All right. So what? I have a headlight out. Okay. So what? The car does not look aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Whoop dee doo. It never did before the deer hit. It's not a, it's not a show car. It's my Dave Ramsey. Get me to a, from a to B car. That's it. It's just a piece of metal with an engine in it. Right. And I like what Rietta was saying here with, with an earlier uh, statement I was saying, but she was saying so many who don't know Jesus as their savior are using many alternative methods to deal with stress. And it's very sad. That's right. They're trying to fill a hole in their heart 
that can only be filled with one thing, or I should say one, one, one man, one divine man, and that would be Jesus. <clears throat> See, that used to be me. I used to try to fill that hole with brand new cars and, and, you know, living the club life and, and trying to be the center of attention as a DJ and, you know, and, and lots of marijuana and drinking and partying and just, you know, doing whatever I feel like, but that hole was never filled. Christ Jesus is the only one that can fill that void in your heart. And that is why I strive daily, ladies and gentlemen, to ask you to share this podcast with more people because we need more people to turn to Christ. Shoot, Katie and I, we were just out to eat on Sunday because I used a vacation day for daylight savings time. Didn't really feel like going to work, but we went to church and after church, we went out to eat and there was an older gentleman that came up to us, him and his wife, after they were leaving and we were still seated and um, they saw our shirts. Katie made me a couple shirts and they have the His Hardline logo on it. And on the back of the one shirt um, has the Matthew 7, 7 verse that I've been reading at the end of the show. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock the door, knock at the knock and the door will be open to you. Right. That's a Matthew 7, 7. So I have that verse in the shape of a cross on the back of my shirt. And yes, by the way, folks, I am trying to find a shirt company. I'm trying to find an apparel company to make these uh, and to where you guys will be able to order these. Um, still working on that. It's been kind of a struggle with that. But anyways, but the guy came up, saw our shirts. And he was like, you know, I really like your guys' shirts because Katie and Haven had matching shirts that she made and said, Jesus is my jam. And they, they said, you know, we need to see more people. We need to see more people read this. You know, people need to have these shirts out there. We need more Christ. And I love these shirts. And Katie was like, yeah, I make these. And he was saying, he goes, you really should make more of them because we need more public displays of love of Christ. I said, I wholly agree. But anyways, but yeah, it's, um, you know, more people just need to find Christ in their life, you know. But again, what can you control? What can you control? You can't control much, which is why it is often said, just surrender your life over to Jesus 100% and he will guide you in the perfect way. So let's get into the reading of Job chapter 31. I kind of went on a little long-winded there because like I said, I do got to make sure I get off at a certain time because I have a 1030 appointment for my car. All right. Now this one's a little bit of a long, a long verse uh, or a long chapter. It's 40 verses. So, so buckle up. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. And it starts reading, I made a covenant with my eyes that I would not so much as think upon a virgin for what part should God from above have in me and what inheritance the almighty from on high is not destruction to the wicked and aversion to them that work iniquity doth not he consider my ways and number all my steps. If I have walked in vanity and my foot has made haste to deceit, let him weigh me in a just balance and let God know my simplicity. If my step has turned out of the way, and if my heart has followed my eyes, and if a spot has cleaved to my hands, let me sow and let another eat and let my offspring be rooted out. If my heart has been deceived upon a woman, and if I have laid wait at my friend's door. Let my wife be the harlot of another and let other men lie with her. 
For this is a heinous crime and a most grievous iniquity. It is a fire that devours even to destruction and roots up all things that spring. If I have despised to abide judgment with my manservant or maidservant when they had any controversy against me, for what shall I do when God shall rise to judge and shall he shall examine what shall I answer him? Did not he that made me in the womb make me make him also, and did not one and the same from for me in the womb? If I have denied to the poor, and they desired, and have made the eyes of the widow wait, if I have eaten my morsel alone, and the fatherless have not, has not eaten thereof, for from my infancy mercy grew up with me, and it came out with me from my mother's womb. If I have despised him that was perishing for want of clothing in the poor man that had no covering, if his sides have not blessed me, and if he were not warmed with the fleece of my sheep, if I have lifted up my hand against the fatherless, even when I saw myself superior in the gate, let my shoulder fall from its joint, and let my arm when its bones be broken, with its bones be broken. For I have always feared God as waves swelling over me, and his weight I was not able to bear. If I have thought gold my strength, and have said to find gold my confidence, if I have rejoiced over my great riches, and because my hand had gotten much, if I beheld the sun when it shined, and the moon going in brightness, and my heart in secret has rejoiced, and I have kissed my hand with my mouth which is a very great iniquity and a denial against the Most High God. If I have been glad at the downfall of him that hated me and have rejoiced that evil had found him, for I have not given my mouth to sin by wishing a curse to his soul. If the men of my tabernacle have not said, who will give us his flesh that we may be filled? The stranger did not stay without. My door was open to the traveler. If as a man, I have hid my sin and have concealed my iniquity in the bosom. If I have been afraid at the very great multitude and the contempt of kinsmen had terrified me, and I have not rather held my peace and not gone out of the door, who would grant me a hearer that the Almighty may hear my desire and that he himself has judged, excuse me, he himself that judgeth would write a book that I may carry it on my shoulder and put it about me as a crown. At every step of mine, I would pronounce it and offer it as a prince, offer it to as a prince. If my land cry against me and with it, the furrows thereof mourn, if I have eaten the fruits thereof without money and have afflicted the soul of the tillers thereof, let thistles grow to me instead of wheat and thorns instead of barley. And that is the reading of Job. 31. Now, <clears throat> in these verses, we've heard um, from the book of Job, obviously, and we are presented with a very, very, obviously, like every chapter that we read. This is why Job is one of my top favorite five books to read, because there's a lot of profound wisdom in there, and there's a lot to reflect on, especially on the values that guide our lives. See, Job's words challenge us to consider the path that we walk and the principles that we hold dear. 
Now, we need to take a moment and dive into this a little bit. And so Job begins by making a solemn covenant with his eyes, pledging not even to think impure thoughts. Now, this reminds us of the importance of guarding our hearts and minds. Again, what are our controllables? We can control what we allow into our heart and soul and our minds, right? That's a controllable. Guard your hearts and minds. Because it encourages us to be mindful of the content that we consume and the purity of our intentions. Are you listening to bad music? Are you allowing bad movies into your home? See, Job acknowledges the divine awareness of our actions because he recognizes that God watches over us, seeing our every step. And this is a call to self-examination urging us to reflect on the choices that we make in their alignment with our values. Now, throughout these verses, through all 40 of them, Job emphasizes compassion and justice. He speaks of helping the poor, not depriving others, right? He shows kindness to those in need. Again, these are all controllables. What can you control in your environment? Well, you can control your actions towards others and being a positive light for others that are living in darkness. Again, it reminds us of our duty to care for the less fortunate, to be great, generous, and, 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 and just in our dealings with others. See, Job's words carry an undercurrent of humility because he acknowledges that we are all created by the same creator right? By the same loving father in heaven, emphasizing the shared humanity and vulnerability that all unites us. And this humility encourages us to treat all people. Okay. I want to, I'm going to repeat this. This humility encourages us to treat all people with, with respect and dignity. See, this passage warns against malicious intentions. It also, you know, by, by rejoicing, you know, because again, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we have to avoid, again, malicious intentions, all right? Don't rejoice in the misfortune of others. Don't be like, ha ha, that sucks to be you. You hit a deer with your car. Good. I, I hope you deserved it. I never liked you anyway, right? Don't rejoice in the misfortunes of others harboring grudges, right? I know there's probably many of us here that have done that at time or two. I know I'm guilty of it. Not anymore, but I was. You got to forgive. Don't harbor grudges. Don't wish ill will on others. It's it's not healthy, folks. See, in, in this chapter, it encourages us to seek peace, right? Forgiveness and avoid harboring that ill will. See, we live in a world that's filled with distractions. We live in a world that's filled with temptations and injustices. And in this world, these words challenge us to live with integrity, compassion, and humility. They call us to be mindful of our actions and their impact on others. They ask us to examine our hearts and to ensure that we walk a path that's aligned with the values of love, justice, and kindness. Everything that Jesus would want us to exhibit. Excuse me. Had to clear my throat. Sorry about that. And as we leave here today, I just ask that we take Job's words to heart. 
and we strive to live by the covenant of our eyes and to be accountable for our actions, right? Again, because that is a controllable thing in our life. We need to be accountable for our actions and to show compassion. We need to embrace humility and we need to avoid malice. And in doing so, we honor God's wisdom contained in these verses and contribute a, to a world filled with grace, understanding, and love. This, this is what it means, folks, to expand the kingdom here on earth. This is why I always ask you, please share this podcast far and wide so we can get the word of Jesus and God out to the world. And so we just need to try to do our best to carry these teachings with us. We need to try to embody them in a day, you know, in our daily lives and try to do our best to be that source of light and inspiration for those that we encounter. So that is all I have right there for the Bible section of the show. So I'm going to take a quick little break. I'm going to get a sip of water and we will be right back. So the reveals are rising rapidly. The reveals are rising rapidly. Lots of stuff being shown to us, right? There's a lot of stuff being shown to us and it's only increasing intensity. See, there's no doubt that we are witnessing an increasing revelation of what's been happening in the world. That's very obvious. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty blatantly obvious, actually. Now, before I get further in what I was gonna say, I don't I gotta play this. I don't know what is going on with Glenn Beck. But when all this happened with Israel, he puts out this video. This is or, well. He put. He says this on his show. Listen to this. I, I have no idea what his intentions or purposes are for this, but I'll just let you judge. I don't know why I was born, but there is something about the state of Israel that connects deeply to me. To have the privilege to stand with the Jew is a tremendous honor, spiritually. So I wanna read a letter that I wrote that I am sending to the state of Israel. To Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the honorable officials at the state of Israel. In this moment, I have chosen to ask you for citizenship in the state of Israel. 
I have nothing to offer but my voice of support. And some might say that my support might be more valuable as an independent voice. Perhaps they're correct. But my request for citizenship is not about words. It is about deeds. Why, one might wonder, would I want to embrace a heritage and identity that is so ruthlessly hunted down again and again? Yet it is precisely during such moments that we must choose to stand. I anticipate no privileges or exemption from the state of Israel. I instead yearn to align myself with those willing to rise, to fight, and sacrifice for the fundamental right to live. Is this not what both Israel and America embody? In closing, my desire for dual citizenship does not stem from any expectation of gain, but from a deep-rooted belief in standing with what is right and true. Ten years ago, I took my children to Israel for the first time, but we first visited Auschwitz in Poland. I told them, you cannot understand Israel without the Bible or Auschwitz. May Israel remain an eternal flame of hope, a beacon of resilience, and a testament to the enduring human spirit. I don't know what that's about, but what? You're going to just, Glenn Beck, you're going to just take your family and uproot them and bring them over to Israel? That makes no sense. Why he would write this letter requesting for a dual citizenship is beyond me. Because that's another part of the reveal that people are starting to wake up to. Why is a lot of our Congress and the de facto government and the corporate government, why do they have dual citizenship over in Israel and China? Is it because they are looking for a second safe haven once things start hitting the fan here on, on in America and everything starts uh, being exposed? They need a place to flee? Well, I got news for all these scumbags. Thankfully, because of the executive orders that Donald John Trump, the commander-in-chief, that's still commander-in-chief, by the way, with the military alliance, that the worldwide executive order, they will find you. You can escape to Antarctica for all I care. They will find you there. So why these people in Congress have dual citizenship at, in these different countries is beyond me. And more is going to become more, you know, more. I'm, I'm sure more is going to be revealed. But th this is all starting to come out slowly and surely. But why they have dual citizenship or why Glenn Beck is requesting to have citizenship over in Israel is beyond me. It's beyond me. It's absolutely astounding. I have no idea. Why would you send that letter? Look, you want to stand in solidarity with Israel. That's fine. But you could do it without asking for citizenship in Israel. I mean, especially Benjamin Netanyahu. I mean, it's coming out more and more that he's not a good man. But there is no doubt that we are witnessing an increasing of you know increasing revelation of what's been happening around the world. And if you think things are going to calm down, think again. Again, following the recent direct deposit delay that we saw just a week ago, right? Those that may have been sitting on the fence about the state of affairs that, you know, that we are seeing around the world, they're starting to wake up more. I've been talking with people and receiving texts from those who notice, are noticing that since that direct deposit delay fiasco, more people are beginning to talk and acknowledge that something is definitely not right. Now, 
I'm going to be covering a wide range of topics here shortly, but basically, you know, I have some audio clips I'm going to share, including, like I said, uh, well, there's a audio that I have of somebody going up to an Applebee's and shows a warning sign at the entrance about the chemicals in their food. I mean, it's becoming more evident that something is not right and it's crucial to pay attention to. In fact, here, I got the audio right here. Listen to this. At Applebee's, you walk right in, it says warning. Certain foods and beverages sold and served here can expose you to chemicals including arkilamide, acrylamide, and many fried and baked foods, and mercury and fish, which is known to the state of California to cause cancer and birth defects and other reproductive harm. So even at Applebee's, it's cancer in the neighborhood. <laughs> Give me my baby back, baby back, baby back. Cancer ribs. And these are the facts. I'm telling y'all, it's everywhere. Yeah. He walks right into the Applebee's, right into the uh, door, right? Because you know how Applebee's have double doors? So it's inside the double doors, and it's a big red notice. And he's reading it. Like, I'm reading it as he's reading it. It's insane. I mean, they're putting this stuff right out there in, in public view. Now, we're also hearing... At the military officials, there are certain military officials out there. I saw this on Telegram. Um, I forgot exactly where this was. Um, let's see here. Military official blows a whistle. Big banks about the collapse. 2024 elections will be canceled. Now, I'm trying to find a name here. Can't get a name on who this military official is. But, you know, supposedly we got military officials out there blowing the whistle, suggesting that big banks are going to collapse in 2024. Now, that suggestion is pretty much an obvious suggestion because we're already seeing a collapse of many of these banks. And it's, you know, it could be possible that it could lead to a cancellation of the election. I don't know. I'm not even touching discussions of the election. It's not my wheelhouse because, again, <clears throat> I don't really. I don't really care, to be quite honest with you, considering what we know and considering what we're involved with with the National Assembly. Because, again, we're in a de jure system all right, based on common law. Everything that the elections are about, that's all based on a corporate you know, structure. We're not part of that. So, you know, there is also again, there's a there was a post on Telegram with a picture showing a, uh, a bank. I think you pronounce it truest choice bank. I guess it was in Charleston. Now, I saw this on Kirk Pendergrass's uh, Telegram page. I believe it was Charleston, South Carolina, but it was a, uh, a photo of a bank that had some really tall fencing surrounding it, and they had a news crew out there. But, like, we're seeing and receiving, it seems like, more information about these collapses of these banks. Um, shoot, I got a text from, I got a text from, uh, what was it, Destry. He was saying, he sent this uh, two, two, 2.50 in the morning, my time. It says, Bank of America is about to have the biggest crash history of banking in the world. Any day now, silver and gold is going to moon is going to the moon when that happens. Now, how he would know, I don't know. But three days leading up to when that whole fiasco broke out in Israel, right? He was saying in the chat, Watch what happens this week and big, big stuff's going to happen. And then all of a sudden Israel pops off, you know, the, 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 the whole perceived war in Israel pops off. Right. So we're going to see, I mean, I'm, we're going to see more and more. I also saw and got a text from somebody and I'm going to keep their name, you know, nameless just again, just for 
for privacy purposes, right? Because I don't want them getting any scrutiny. But I'll I'll say this again: any information that you hear, okay, again, it's not corroborated. I can't back it up. I can't find evidence on this yet, okay. But when you see what's happening with these banks out in the public purview, it's pretty easy to see that these pro- these events are probably running in line with each other because I got a text from someone last week or so a week and a half ago saying that the national guard, which has been federalized by the way, under the commander in chief. Okay. So if you think about it, national guard, which has been federalized by commander in chief Trump, basically having the same status as like a U.S. marshal, I've been hearing that some national guard have been going into these banks and talking to the CEOs, these top executives at these banks, bringing them, I guess, I don't know, manila envelopes worth of whatever information or documents, I don't know. But after they have their discussions with the CEO or whoever owns and runs that bank, and when they leave, I guess, from my understanding, it's leaving these these CEOs, these r- people that run these banks, not very happy. Again, I'm not sure to the level of validity of that story. It would not surprise me. Yet Chris in Michigan was just saying right here, JP Morgan Chase announced $41 billion in unrestricted losses uh, last weekend. In fact, let me go back. There was an email I got. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, did I delete it? Hold on. <clears throat> Hold on. Where is it at? Where? Here it is. Is this it? Yeah, there was an email that I got from Bix Weir with normal everyday updates. It says, JP Morgan panics into repo markets is now your last chance to buy Silver Eagles. And it goes on to saying, in September 2019, Jamie Dimon attempted to influence the re-election of Donald Trump by pulling... 135 billion out of the repo market that crashed the economy prior to the November election. Although the overnight rate spiked to 10%, the overall plan failed as Trump instantly slapped a DOJ RICO charge on them for rigging the gold, silver, and treasury markets. And ever since then, JP Morgan has not been participating in the repo markets until yesterday. Now, this email I got a couple days ago. That's interesting. Oh, and it was a, <clears throat> excuse me, he had a typo here. He said, sorry, uh, unrealized. So he was saying J.P. Morgan Chase announced $41 billion in unrealized losses last week. And that's interesting. <laughs> how, do you, how do you have un, $41 billion of unrealized losses? What, what is that? And yeah, he was saying Bank of America has been shorting silver since t- 2008, and they have sold silver that they leased. And it's all about to come home to roost. That's right. And like I said, this is what I received from Destry at almost, you know, 10 to 3 this morning. Now, this is only a 15-minute, 15-second clip, but let's hear this from from our Commander-in-Chief, Donald John Trump. He was in Kissimmee, Florida. What is he saying here? I, I posted it for a reason. Let's see. As president... I will be creating a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to shed sunlight on every dark and rotten corner of Washington, D.C., starting with Biden. 
That's right. I will be creating a truth and reconciliation commission to shed. A truth and reconciliation commission to shed all the light of what has been going on in Washington, D.C., starting with Biden. I think that is amazing. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the reveals are rising rapidly, and I think more and more people they're going to they're they're going they're going to wake up. Uh, I'm reading a comment here from Rietta. She says, "Here in California, those signs are everywhere. I think people are ignoring them due to that. The signs. I'm trying to think. The signs. The signs. The signs of what? Um, of the bank collapsing. I'm I'm trying to think of what we were discussing when you wrote that comment. But yeah, um." Oh, the signs at Applebee's. Thank you for that, uh, April. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are ignoring those signs because, again, um, they're small. They're, they're, they make them small enough to where people easily pass by them, but they, they can't say, well, we're not putting, you know, people, you know, we are putting it out there, right? Um, my wife even was saying she there was a lot of foods, and I don't know if she wants to come on the air and if she has knowledge of, you know, off the top of her head, uh, what these brands are, but there are brands of food that we buy, you know, that have good ingredients in them. They're starting to put crap in it. So what they're doing, why they're doing this, I don't know. Rietta says that the signs there are pretty large. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to pay attention. See, this is why my wife and I, we refuse to go to chain restaurants anymore. We will just go and find mom and pop stores or, or you know, restaurants that are locally owned. They're not chain restaurants. Like last night, her and had a date night. We went to this place called Pints and Courts. It's called Pints and Courts. And it is a very, 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 it was a very good restaurant. They Everything is homemade. Their desserts, everything is made fresh. But we try to stay away from crap like Applebee's. We try to wait, stay away from, you know, Red Robin and stuff like that. Granted, yes, we used to eat at those places, but not anymore. Because every time we eat there, we feel like garbage. Yeah, Chris in Michigan was saying, take a look at Cinemix. Um, <clears throat> then look at all the products that contain it. Yeah, Cinemix is basically aborted fetal cells in a lot of our food and flavoring enhancements. Pepsi, Coke products, orange juice. I mean, it's in everything. Candy. It's in everything. We are virtually eating and drinking. If you're getting this junk from the grocery stores, I hate to break the news to you folks. We've all had it. And this is why it's so important that we grow our own food and raise our own food. But we are... We are eating stuff that contains aborted fetal cells in it. Again, it's it, look at Cinemix, I believe is what it's called. It's disgusting. Let's see, April is saying, trouble is with many restaurants, even mom and pops use inexpensive, unhealthy ingredients to cook their foods with oils. Are they cooking and frying their foods? Oh, yeah, you, you're right. Yep, no, you're absolutely right with that. I will say this though, because we there there are some places, and you're right. You're absolutely right. You can't. There's no way you're going to get away from everything bad. But considering what the chain restaurants have and use versus what some of the places that we know, because there's some restaurants that we go to that they pride themselves on sourcing all of their their meat and their veggies and everything like that from local farmers. Now, how true that is, I don't know. It could be a marketing ploy, just like you know. 
anything else. But I will say this, we don't feel bad after eating at these places compared to the chain restaurants. So there's got to be something to it. I don't know. But yeah, it's kind of hard to go out and eat anymore. Like I said, Coca-Cola is under scrutiny for having toxic forever chemicals in their Simply Orange Juice product, right? Now, this doesn't come as a surprise as we know that they've been affecting our food supply for a long time. And again, I'm going to reiterate, it underscores the importance of growing our own food, purifying our own water, right? Having maybe a reverse osmosis machine under our sink and sourcing food from local farms. See, these revelations around the world and around our country, all these different, you know, reveals, it is rising rapidly and it's increasing with intensity. And we can only expect things to increase in, in intensity as we go into the 2024 year. There is no doubt that what we're about to witness will shake people to their core. And it's challenging for those who are still asleep to grasp this reality. Now, I believe that the percentage of the population that's awake, okay, which is about 6 to 7%, I think will increase to about 60 to 70% in just about 6 to 7 months, honestly. And even higher by the time we get to the end of the year of 2024. That's just my opinion. That's my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. And in these times of uncertainty, I also want to remind people of a verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So basically, it's essential to be discerning in the face of overwhelming information. Because there are going to be many truthers out there, and I use that term in quotes, truthers that will share many stories with you, right? They will probably tell you a lot of real information, but you got to remember, they might only tell you 85 to 90% of the information, but you got to remember, there's 10 to 15% of the, the lies that they're, they're, they're slipping right in there. And we need to remember that God always provides a way out, and that includes discernment and clarity. Don't be tempted to believe incorrect information. This is why it's so important to pray to God and ask for that discernment. Ask him to guide your heart to help you sift through this information so you're not being guided down the wrong path of information. It is very, very important. Like I said, the reveals are increasing rapidly. And I think we are in for an extraordinary sequence of events that's going to be laid before us in full public display when we get into the new year. Here's, here's one more audio piece I want to play. Here's one more audio piece. It's by a doctor. It says, clear explanation of how hospitals are paid to kill patients. Dear Lord, we pay taxes to get killed. Heads need to roll over the scan. This was uh, posted by C, uh, Secret History, S-E-E, -E, Secret History. This is on Telegram. Anyway, a minute and 50 seconds. So the current situation is this. If you have COVID and you end up in the hospital, you're put on a rigid protocol and there is high mortality rate in the hospital and your family is kept in the dark as to what's happening. So what's going on here? Number one, the CARES Act is providing bonus payments to hospitals whenever you have a diagnosis of COVID. And then number two, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services 
is waiving patient rights. This is a deadly combination. So here's what happens. You get a payment because you offer a free COVID test in the emergency room. You get a boost payment if you have a diagnosis of COVID. Number three, you get another bonus payment if you are admitted with COVID. Number four, you get another bonus payment if you're put on remdesivir. Number five, another bonus payment if you're put on a mechanical ventilator. Number six, another 20% bonus if the diagnosis on your death certificate says COVID, even though you may not have died from COVID. And then number seven, there's bonus payments to coroners. Do you understand the gravity of what's happening right now? The Biden administration is literally paying hospitals to kill you. That's what's happening. This is terrible. We need to stop that. These are real human lives we're talking about. They're priceless. It's estimated at about $100,000 per patient is what the hospital is getting. Think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, the real news of right now continues. That's right. And this is exactly how these hospitals have been making their money. It is pure evil, Rietta. She says pure evil. It is pure evil. It's insane to think that this is how they make their money. It's sad, but it's a sick reality that we're going to have to um, call for accountability and responsibility for. But again, I do see this coming to a head here very, very soon. Because people need to start realizing what we've had perpetrated on us, what we had forced down our throats. That is a lot of money for a hospital to be making. I cannot wait for the medical system to crumble and crash because we need more. We need to have more holistic health experts and, 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 and naturopath doctors and less of these pill pushing, you know, pharmaceutical ass kissing doctors. And they all need to be sent down to Cuba to Gitmo to hang. It's just insane what they have done. Absolutely insane. So anything, anyways, I think that's about it. Oh, there is one thing. This is completely unrelated, but you know, I've always thought about this and this bothers me. So I saw this uh, Rattletrap1776 posted this on his page. That would be Derek Johnson on Telegram. He posted he posted a picture, all right? And I'll tell you what the picture is here in a second. But his post says, yes, this is me with the trolls on legislation that already passes, that already passed and made public in your face. Now, here's the sign he posted. It's a, it's a sign that was written like on a, like a marker board, I guess, out of a uh, bookstore. And it says, I before E, except when your foreign neighbor, Keith, receives eight counterfeit beige sleighs from feisty, caffeinated weightlifters. Weird. And it's so funny because all these words that they used here <laughs> are, are words that have E before I. 
like foreign and neighbor and Keith and receivers or receives and eight and counterfeit. I, th- I thought that was great. I before E, except when your foreign neighbor Keith receives eight counterfeit beige lays from feisty caffeinated weightlifters. Weird. <laughs> I hate that rule, that whole I before E. That's the stupidest rule I've ever seen. It is so dumb. Anyway. <laughs> so that's really all I have for you guys today. So what we're going to do is we're going to end this in prayer. Again, if you have a prayer, by all means, add it to the chat. I will make sure I put it in at the end of this one. So <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we come before you with hearts full of gratitude. And we thank you for the reminder that even in the face of life's unexpected challenges and obstacles, that we should remain thankful for all the blessings that we have. And we lift up those who can relate to the story that I shared earlier of facing unexpected trials, whether they be external obstacles like accidents, deer hits, or internal struggles. We ask that you grant them the strength and the courage to face these challenges with a positive attitude. And just as we have been reminded through the experiences that we shared here, we ask that you help us to remember, excuse me, All that life is a combination of what happens to us and how we react to it. We ask that you grant us the wisdom to focus on what we can control and to find peace in your presence, knowing that you are with us through every trial and tribulation. Father, we also pray for those who may be going through difficult times, whether it's due to accidents or health issues or personal struggles. We ask that you provide them with the strength and resilience to navigate these challenges through you know, always keeping their faith and trust in you. And we ask for your blessings, Father, on those who read, you know, that listen to this prayer, that they may find inspiration and encouragement to remain grateful no matter the circumstances. And Rietta adds to the prayer, Father, please heal those who have been injured by all those evil done to them. Lord, help us to be bold, to stand up against unrighteousness, to speak your truth. Lord, please save the unsaved. And thank you for the peace that passes all understanding in Jesus's mighty name. Uh, and, and then also, wait, I'm just reading here. I was reading here. And then also my wife puts in here to also help touch other women's hearts and help them grow in their relationship with Christ and help teach the truth of his word. Very well put. And with all that, we will say in Jesus's powerful name, his healing name, amen. Amen. And Chris, um, yeah, post that on my, uh, on, on, on the, ch- um, I'll have to get you on the chat here. Send me an email, his hardline at gmail.com. I had to, I had to delete, I had to delete the old chat room, had a lot of people, I had a, had a few people in there that were posting just some nonsense in there. So send me an email, Chris, his hardline at gmail.com. I'll send you a, 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 a specific invite link for the chat room, but I'll also post it on the main page there too on the his hardline page for that uh local source meet i think if i was read 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 correctly i can't find it now in the chat i think what is it you said it was a eaten eaten rapids michigan there was some source meat there chicken and beef i think you said i would be very interested to learn more about that that'd be cool i'd like to look into that grass fed and finished i think if i recall correctly so that'd be that'd be neat yeah i'll uh and raw milk too oh no kidding that's cool yeah, I'd be very interested in learning more about that. Eaton Rapids. I'm trying to think where Eaton Rapids is. I'm having a hard time figuring out 
where that's at. Let me see. Let me just go to Google real quick. Hold on. Good old Google, you know. Let's see here. Eaton Rapids, Michigan. Where are you? Let's see. Where are you? All right. Click here. Click here. Oh, okay. I know where it's at. More toward the bottom middle of the state. Okay. That's not that bad. That's not that far. Oh, okay. Very good. Cool. Well, yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, he says southwest of Lansing. Yeah, I'll have to check into that. Um, oh, I do want to say this, guys. I was bringing this up to a few people in the assembly. Um, I've been noticing, just real quick before we close this out, I've been noticing down there, speaking of that area of the state, off of, what is it? Um, I-94 and right by the junction of I-94 and I-69 in Michigan, there are farm fields. I'm talking large farm fields that you would normally see like wind turbines, right? Windmill farms on. I'm seeing large farm fields filled, filled with solar panels as far as the eye can see filled with solar panels and there's two different areas i discovered one on the highway and one off the highway on another road that runs parallel east and west to i-94 large farm fields filled with solar panels yeah in the marshall area I have no idea what they're doing. How are you storing that energy? I want to know what are you using those solar panels for? I want to know where are you storing that energy? When you see the, you know what, folks, when I get down that area, because I go to get ethanol all the time from Albion, there's a place down there called, uh, 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 oh, I can't think of it now, um, Anderson's. There it is, Anderson's down there in Albion. I'll stop and I'll take a video. I'll stop on the side of the highway. I'll take a video. You won't believe it. It is insane. And it's crazy how quickly they popped them up. It's quickly how, you know, how, how fast they pop these things up. Chris here in Michigan was saying, I want to know what's going to happen to all those solar panels once they've um, outlived their usefulness and the companies that run the solar farms are going, are, are long gone. The people that they've leased that pro property to from here are going to be, yeah, they're going to be stuck trying to figure out how to get rid of those things. And, and, and yeah, that's, that's going to be very interesting. That is going to be interesting. Um, somebody was asking right here, wouldn't a violent hailstorm render many panels useless? I don't know. Honestly, I, I really don't know. I don't know how durable they are, but I do know that there, there is a, a casino right up the road. Um, I think it's called Firekeepers Casino or something like that. That's uh, only a few miles up the road from this big solar panel farm. They had, uh, I don't know, eight, seven or eight big, large solar panel things that kind of rotated, you know, and followed the sun. That's been there for quite some time. Well, guess what? The casino, I guess, I guess they're not useful anymore. So they got taken out. They're gone. So... Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see exactly what these farmers are going to do that lease this land for these solar panel farms. Anyway, I just wanted to kind of bring that out in the open there. It's very, very interesting. So where's that power going to? 
Some are saying underground. I don't know. Underground where? I mean, I, we don't know. But what we do know is the truth in Jesus. All right. The truth in Jesus will help us be guided. So just like I said, just ask God for that discernment. And remember, like I said, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great day or night wherever you're at in the world. And we will see you back here, um, I think, Saturday. I think tomorrow I might take a break and have a no podcast Friday, hang out with the family. So we'll see you back here on Saturday. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. That all changes starting right here and right now. gentlemen remember ladies and gentlemen we are firm we are steadfast and we are uncompromising the enemy has crossed that line for the last time it is up to people like you and I to hold that line they've crossed the line way too many times and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it we gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.